To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message this morning actually is a blending of all three readings from Ezekiel, from Luke, and from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. I would just call these, recall these words from Ezekiel. Son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman for the people of Israel. Listen to what I say and warn them for me. If the righteous person turns from the right things that he has done and does evil, he will die because of it. If the wicked person turns from his wickedness and does what is fair and right, he will live because of it. From 1 Corinthians, God was not pleased with most of them, so their dead bodies were scattered over the desert. These things were written down as a warning. For us who are living in the closing days of history. Luke chapter 13. But if you don't turn to God and change the way you think and act, then you too will all die. So far the reading. Name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ. My beloved. Boy, time really flies when you're having fun. I mean, wasn't it just Christmas? Uh, Here we are in the end of February. Whether you like it or not, spring is coming. If you don't think spring is coming, even meteorologically, it's coming March 21st, and then there's April and May and June. And sometimes the atmospheric conditions might be just right that we might have some tornadoes. And so we hope that it's with great rarity that we have to listen to tornado sirens. You know, whenever you hear a siren uh, signaling there's a tornado, it's really telling you two things. There's danger out there. You might die. So come on in and take shelter. Be safe. So you might say the sirens, when we hear them, are both warnings and invitations. Now, I got to tell you that siren blowers aren't necessarily always popular people because siren blowers create two reactions. Somebody, when they hear the siren, they say, boy, I'm really thankful somebody's on duty and they know when to press the right button. I'm going in. I'm taking shelter. On the other hand, somebody might say, who's blowing that stupid siren again? Tornadoes don't touch down around here. Everybody knows that. Turn that stupid thing off. It's too noisy. The three designated readings for this third Sunday in Lent were called, uh, you might say, were uh, the three uh, people that these describe, you might say were called siren blowers. The only thing is, back in Bible days, they didn't have sirens. They had trumpets, they had ram's horns, and they had watchmen that would stand on top of the city gate to blow the horn if the city was in danger. So this morning, we take a look at three different people who were watchmen for the Lord. Warning of danger, but extending an invitation to safety. The three siren blowers that we want to talk about today are Ezekiel and Jesus 
and Paul. They warned of spiritual dangers. They invited people into the safety of eternal salvation. First of all, Ezekiel. He was a prophet in the Old Testament. He lived about 600 years before Jesus was born. And he had prophesied that because of the people's idolatry and lack of belief that they would all be hauled away into captivity. And so the time that he was prophesying, the Babylonians came, destroyed the whole city of Jerusalem and, and, and took whatever remaining people there were into captivity some 800 miles away. Like I said, I don't even know if we can fathom anything like that, huh? An enemy army coming into the city of Milwaukee, bombing it, destroying it, and whatever remnants uh, remaining of living people to be hauled off to where? Russia, Asia, China. And after the people left, and there were actually three waves of those captives, um, when they all got there to uh, Babylon, they all told Ezekiel, ah, we don't worry about this. This is probably going to be short-lived. We'll be back home in about three months. Ezekiel had to say, no way. You better settle in for the long haul because this is going to be 70 years. During the captivity, God said to Ezekiel, Son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman for the people of Israel. Ezekiel was a watchman who? Not for the whole world. Just for that group of, of captives there in Babylon, God's people. And you tell him that if a person turns from the right things that he has done and does evil, he will die because of it. If the wicked person turns from his wickedness and does what is fair and right, he will live because of it. God told Ezekiel to tell the people, you have defiled my religion. You have created a religion that can't save. Let me tell you about God's plan. God's plan is this. If there is a believer in the Lord who turns into an unbeliever, all the good things that he did with his life while he was a believer, God will forget them all. On the other hand, if there is a person who is an unbeliever and becomes a believer in the Lord, then all of the bad things that he did in his previous life will be forgotten by God. And you know what the people said? That's not fair. It should be if you do good things, then God's good to you. If you do bad things, then God's bad to you. And God says, no, that's not the way it is. And besides all that, dear Christian friends, if you want to talk about what's unfair, then talk about Jesus hanging on the cross. The innocent one being punished for you and me, the guilty ones, so that we could be declared not guilty. That's not fair. But that's what God did because he loves you and me so much. You see, true religion is that we come to God with nothing. And he makes us something because he gives us everything. And then there's the gospel. Because Jesus was also a watchman for the Lord. He was a, a sent servant by his heavenly father. He preached verbally and directly to the church of his day, the lost sheep of Israel, his Jewish countrymen. They had defiled God's message of mercy and grace and forgiveness. And so some of the people that uh, Jesus was talking to, who again believe that if you're bad people do, uh, do bad things, then God will be bad to them. 
and if people do good things and God will be good to them, Jesus says, oh, no, 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 no. That's not the way that it is. Remember those people who were sacrificing in front of the temple and Pilate had them killed, religious persecution? Do you think that that happened to them because they were such bad people? He said, no. He said, and what about those 18 people uh, that, that the tower of the city fell on them? You think that happened to them because they were such bad people? Jesus said, no. That's not the way that it works. Bad people, bad, God is bad. Good people, God is, is good. But he said to them, unless you change the way you think and act, you too will die. You see, you've got to get right out of this business of self-righteousness and short-sightedness and come out of the danger of unbelief into the safety of the mercy of God's kingdom. Forgiveness and mercy, Jesus said, through me. And then St. Paul was the third watchman for the Lord. He sounded the siren too. He wrote his message to a mission congregation in the Greek city of Corinth uh, that he had founded. And the people there were in danger of falling back into the everyday morals of the unbelieving world around them. Follow the world's way. It doesn't really matter. Idolatry, sexual immorality, pushing God's patience to the limit by complaining all the time. Don't return to death through unbelief like God's people did as they were wandering out there in the wilderness for 40 years. St. Paul says, look at the rest of the world. Don't do it. Don't be like them because they could lead you back into unbelief. Ezekiel. Listen to me and warn them for me. Suppose I say to a wicked person, you wicked person, you will certainly die, and you say nothing to warn him to change his ways, that wicked person will die because of his sins, and I will hold you responsible. But if you warn a wicked person to turn from his ways and he doesn't turn from them, then he will die because of his sin. However, you will save yourself. If the righteous person turns from the right things that he has done and does evil, and he will die because of it. If the wicked person turns from his wickedness and does what is fair and right, he will live because of it. Ezekiel, a watchman for the Lord. Jesus, a watchman for the Lord, warning people about unbelief, inviting them into the safety of God's kingdom. St. Paul, a watchman for the Lord. Not all popular because they were siren blowers. So here we are in 2016. What does it all mean to us? Who is the watchman? Who is the siren blower for the Lord for beautiful Savior Lutheran Church, 3205 North 85th Street in Milwaukee? Uh, I guess that would be me. Sound the trumpet. Blow the sirens. Blow the ram's horn. Not always popular. Ezekiel wasn't. Jesus wasn't. St. Paul wasn't. Because some say, thank you for the warning. Others say, shut that noise off. Who would be the watchman for the Lord at 3205 North 85th Street? The Board of Elders, the Church Council. Uh, that'd be you, watchman for the Lord. I carry this around with me wherever I go. Got one at home, got one here, got one in the car. 
church roster, your names are all written in here. My name's written in here. Some of our new members aren't written in here yet, but you will be soon. My concern as a watchman for Jesus Christ is that all the names written in this blue book here might not be written in the book of life. Now, specifically this morning, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about our shut-ins. I'm not talking about our kids away from at college. I'm simply talking about the names written in this book who are physically able to come into the house of the Lord, but we haven't seen for a year, two years, or longer. Some of them maybe since they were confirmed. No church attendance, no communion attendance, no calls to the pastor for private communion. And it saddens us, and you know as well as I do that we can't judge hearts, but we certainly can judge lives and, and by people's actions. I've already heard some people say, yeah, but pastor, you know, I really like Jesus, I love Jesus, but I don't think I have to come to church. What's that all about? One pastor once said, you know, that, that, that doesn't follow. It's like having a really, really, really good friend. And you know, the church is the bride of Christ. So it's sort of like having a, a really, really good friend that you say, I really love you, but I can't stand your wife. Doesn't make any sense. That's what whole, uh, Jesus' parable about the fig tree was all about. Hey, if you got fruit on a tree, you can say the tree is healthy. No fruit, the tree must be sick. No worship attendance, no offerings, no calls upon the pastor. A body that doesn't breathe is dead in the same way faith that does nothing is dead because faith means receiving the message of salvation through Jesus Christ and responding by acts of love. So sad, isn't it? It makes tears come to your mind, some members on the roster who basically are saying, I don't need it, I don't want it. God says to all of us gathered here, Sound the sirens, blow the horns, blow the trumpets, preach the law and preach the gospel. Because just like the fig tree that wasn't bearing any fruit, Jesus is so patient with us. But his patience sometimes runs out and the tree is cut down and burned. And he wants nobody lost. I think it's time for all of us to get busy and be watchmen for the Lord. And I promise that if you pray for me, I will pray for you. And as together, we will continue to blow the sirens, to blow the trumpets, to blow the horns. Then all who hear and believe and come in will be saved. Because whoever believes in his heart and confesses with his lips that Jesus is the Lord will be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God granted for Jesus' sake. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. And as we have already confessed our faith in the baptismal formula, we use this time now to, take our, to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. Please be seated.